0: Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Back Chat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
3: Now, we have managed to pull this lady from the depths of her, uh, look, I've got to say, um, highly respectful uh, other job than playing football, which is being a firefighter, Emma Swanson. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Uh-huh. Thank now, you we try probably. to have Thanks Emma to have in. The reason I start with that, we try yep. to have Emma a little bit. She texts me at 2am um, and <laughs> it was very much appreciated because appreciated – because I was absolutely butchered. I've been away for a week and we had Emma and I was ready to go, but I was also like, when Emma texted me, I was like, oh, this is early morning. You are a firefighter in your <laughs> spare time and you are on a job and she <laughs> had the respect and knowledge and foresight to say, I need a little bit of break here. Yeah, of fair enough. So you are here. We're going to get into that a little bit, Emma. Yeah. You're a Backchat fan, I, I hope.
2: I am a Backchat fan.
3: So you know what's coming here. The greatest sporting achievement, the first question we ask every guest we ever have on we want to know what you can do. We know, we know you're an AFLW star. We know you've won best and fairest. We know that you've beaten all Australian squads. We know that you're a captain of the side. Like Pretty we, good. We know this, don't we, Dan? Mm-hmm. But I want it's to start there. with we don't really care just for a little bit. <laughs> no. I um, want to know what you can do not on the football field. What's your greatest sporting achievement not I on knew, the footy field? I knew you guys started with this. Good.
2: I um, had dinner with my family last night. And I sat down with Dad. He listens to the show. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, I need help. Um, not because there's so many to choose from, but <laughs> because there's probably not that many to choose from. We did, we nailed it down though. Um, T ball state championship is about the only thing I've That's won, good. but Mate. it was epic. Yeah, it was so cool. And I don't know if it really looks like this, but this is. It felt like it was amazing. I can pitch myself on third base, whipping the ball in. I was probably under. Yeah, it's probably eleven on This 10 is or the exact areas that we need. I'm <laughs> sorry, I don't
3: need to see any national champions as no. like as an adult. No. I want under ten state T ball champions.
2: Awesome. It was so good. But yeah, if, now when I look back, I watch a ten year old throw, I'm like, Oh, I was I was either felt way better than that or <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> what what team probably was it? Look, what uh, was the team?
2: Rockingham Rams. The Rockingham, Rockingham Rams. Rams.
3: Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: the um I not to not to like um talk shit about t-ball but i just i thought that would at that age you, you're sort of converting to softball or something but t-ball i reckon it lemon. must have
2: been pretty close because yeah. it would have been my last ish year and then i think a lot of the boys i played with went on to baseball and i gave i, I gave it up yeah. yeah so it was a mixed team. yes was yeah. i was the only girl wow yeah huge
3: did you have a bit of that growing up
2: always yeah pretty much i uh, until i played soccer which was after footy had finished for me that was an all-girls team basketball, played all girls. They were the only two sports I played all girls. A lot of the time I was the only girl, yeah. So Emma
3: Swanson, captain of the West Coast Eagles, very happy to have you here. Let's go back to the start. exactly Before, what sorry, talking before about. we go to
0: the start, oh, I was just cool, thinking cool, about sure. more because um, you are a firefighter as well. Do you ever get into the um, – I've seen it comes up online sometimes, like the, the races that the firefighter people do where they run so the So many ladder. people
2: have asked me this.
0: Do you get involved in that?
2: No. that okay. is. I think it's like um, – I don't know if like the volunteer volunteers like do training and stuff I actually don't know. I think it's more American yeah based right than, do you yeah, think that's what yeah.
3: firefighters do do you think they well in their time they're actually just I'm working? happy
2: for people to think that that's <laughs> do, what we do do you think they're just working <laughs> scaling
0: bats? up ladders yeah real quick and, like, throwing
3: themselves I have seen walls? it it's pretty it's, it's elite. yeah it's <laughs>
2: yeah. that's definitely if you've watched me pitch a ladder that I'm definitely not, <laughs> not like that
3: if it's all right <laughs> with you Daniel I would like to find out about yeah let's go what else do you look at what is what yeah, is no, Life growing up like for Emma Swanson as a kid in sport, as you said, bit of mixed stuff. I can imagine the the pathways are different now, right?
2: Oh yes, yeah. so so different. But even then, like I, I don't want, I don't like to talk about it like a oh, poor me, mind. No, nah. like it was because I, I knew no different, and yeah. it was there was no there was no foresight to say this is gonna. There's going to be a women's competition. Mm. It's going to be World Cup, Matildas. There's going to be all this amazing stuff happening in the future and you guys just kind of have to deal with this now. There was none of that. We never knew that was going to come. So yeah. um, it was it was amazing though. I loved it. Very active. Um, I've got a younger brother. So he played footy. I didn't pick up football from kick to under 12s. I played, I think it must have been like under 11s and 12s. Halfway through one season, I got into the team and played out the rest of the season. So I didn't play a lot of junior footy, but I did play with the boys a little bit. But I, um, he would play kick and I'd go on umpire and just <laughs> kick the ball around and hmm. we'd play a game out the back. Like fo- Football-wise, um, my dad was still playing, like played Masters and stuff. So we'd go down and watch him and we'd get our $5 and he'd play three or four games in a day and we'd just hang out at the canteen, really. <laughs> Are you
3: better than your brother at footy? Surely.
2: Nah, he's pretty good. He's, um, you know, like those classic stories, like all the ability, but just no desire. And I'm like <laughs> all the desire and probably <laughs> missed out on some of the ability. That is us. If you could combine us. Yeah. Pretty, pretty The cool. ultimate
3: player. Yeah. He's
2: very skillful, huge left boot. Um, just didn't really want to run. Did a couple of years with Peel Development. Um, but yeah, I think that didn't didn't want to do the fitness stuff.
3: So you're from Mandra originally? Yeah. Rockingham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's is sport a big part of growing up
2: yeah yeah it was um like even my parents like my mum was playing basketball I could always remember watching her play um net she played netball basketball tennis mum and dad played um, mixed tennis we'd go down on Friday night watch them as I said dad was still playing so sort of like entrenched in us as kids um we'd we'd get to pick a winter sport and that was our sport and then summer I did play t-ball as I was saying before but um There was sort of like no athletics or cricket for us. It was – we'd go out boating and um, water skiing and stuff like that. So Mm. it was sort of like winter sports go nuts, summer sports peel back a little bit because we wanted to, yeah, enjoy the sun and and go camping and stuff.
3: I remember um, I spoke to Ella Roberts a few weeks ago um, and and just sort of on this topic of, you know, the the pathways being a bit different. And I agree with you. It's sort of – there's no sob stories here. It's sort of just how it was. But she spoke about – she's had – She's played footy since she was a kid yeah. because she's of that generation that uh, – I hope I'm not making you feel old here. <laughs> yeah. But like she, she sort of said, well, I haven't really known anything different playing footy throughout. So it sounds like you were across multiple sports. Do you reckon that was a good thing for your sporting development?
2: Yeah, I think it was. But if you gave me the choice now, like I would have loved to go right now if I could be seven years old and Mm. go and watch the W on TV every weekend, hang over the fence and watch these amazing women play and choose one sport to play the whole way through, I'd absolutely do that. But also being able to play multiple sports and bounce between – but a lot of the times bouncing between them was because you got to the end of – so I only finished playing footy because I wasn't allowed to play anymore. Then Mm. I was like, oh, what if I'll go play soccer because it's similar and then I hated that. And I was (laughs) like, I'll play basketball because it's, you know, easy – School had a team, I could train at school, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And sort of it just fell with that until um, I found football again. Yeah. So I think if I did have the choice, I'd do an Ella Roberts pathway. Um, but I guess what I'm proud of is that girls do have the choice now and that's because of not me, but the generation that has been through before me and my generation as well.
3: Mm. So what What was um, – how did you get back to footy? Like what, when, when did that happen?
2: Yeah, we had a um, – I used to catch – catch the bus to school with some people who lived in our area and one of the girls was like, I've just started playing. Um, It was the Rogers 2020 Cup. I think it was like two 20-minute halves. Peel had a team. It was at Peel Thunderbirds. Like all the waffle clubs would put together. I think it was maybe under 21, so I can't really remember. Um, And it would play in February over four weekends and the winners played off in like a a final. And that was before the waffle women's competition played, but that was like you more women. Sort of things. So this was like an underage-ish kind of thing, um and she was like, "You should come to training." I was like, "Oh, like I'd love to play footy," but then um and my brother was like, "Yeah, you should go." I got home, and mum and dad were at work, and I was like, "I'd have to ride my bike to training. Nah, it's probably too far." Nah, like made every excuse. My brother's like, "Nah, just go." I, I did. I just went, and I loved it.
3: Did you ride your bike?
2: Yeah, I rode my bike down. <laughs> that's a. That's a yeah. yeah.
3: Was it down at russian Park? Uh, no, You're not riding it was, for Rockingham to rush nah, Park. No, nah. no. At the time, <laughs> we were in Singleton Harbour. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was only in Singleton. It was probably a couple of K. Okay. I think I was just making excuses not to go <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, eventually went down. I'd come from basketball, so my fitness levels were definitely not there. I think I played two weekends um, and they, we were playing at Lath so every game was up at Perth. And, um, and I think it was maybe like the second or third week, Dad was like, if we're going to drive you all the way up here to play, you need to start doing some running because – you stink. <laughs> I told this story Dad. the other day to someone and someone was like, oh, my God, like, what did you do? And I was like, oh, started running. Yeah. And they're like, oh, like most kids would just be like, nah, that's yeah. it. That's me done. But, yeah, I guess that was he knew that he could say that kind of thing to me and, um, yeah, started running laps around the block. And um, I think I had like the natural skill of kicking. At that stage, like a lot of girls hadn't grown up playing or no one had grown up playing. So if you could kick, you kind of stood out a little bit. So it didn't really matter about the running, but he was definitely like, no, nah, you need to be able to run. Otherwise That's we're good. just sitting up here watching you <laughs> keel over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so with, with, um, you're riding a your bike, then do you, do you also remember, do you remember your first car? Cause we are powered by fleet yeah, network. Of course, um, powering the podcast, um, first car after the bike.
2: Yeah. I had a, a champagne colored oh, Mazda three, two, three.
0: I knew it was going to be a Mazda. Yeah. Why did Mazda do the champagne? Range? I
2: don't know. It's such
0: a bad color.
2: <laughs> it is a bad color. Like, with a six stack of CD in the boot. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> did it? Yeah. Wow. It's pretty cool.
3: What? So you used to be able to load up the CDs. Load in the up boot?
2: six CDs in the boot. Yep. And you could flick through them in the front. Wait. So you had to open the boot, put
0: the CDs in, and then. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, what do you reckon's champagne. happening
3: around the boardroom table at Mazda? Like, right, we need to we need to put this in <laughs> yeah. champagne. Like, and we need. Four? No, let's go let's with the six, six CD yeah. stacker. Because, <laughs> like my memories of driving around, I used to have like a like a full CD case. What well, the case? Yeah. Because yeah. oh, yeah. I didn't have the through. six stacker. I just I had the you know I was manually putting the CDs in. I mean, you, you're showing your age here. You did have <laughs> CDs back in the day as well, right? So yeah, Like yep. so, it sounds like if we're back on that you know the dad story, it sounds like he was a driver of standards for you.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like he he was pretty tough. Yeah. Um, I, I always remember like, – it's not It's not something that's scarred me or anything like that. Like it was just normal for us but you'd know if you, you played well because you wouldn't say anything but you'd know if you didn't play well because you just you could just feel it. And like I remember coming – I think this is a bit later on playing footy, maybe a bit older, 18, 19, and I'm driving home and I'm just like, just say something, say something, say something. Like just tell me, tell me I was bad or tell me I was good. Like I just <laughs> want to know – but usually, like if he was like, "Oh, you were right, you probably you probably had thirty eight and kick three <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: that's so uh, when you're telling that story to sound like that that was footy home for me as well. like if you didn't play well, it was silence, and it wasn't berating like yeah, you, you know, punishment, yeah, but you just knew, you and just then knew. it I think like looking back on it, it it actually drives your performance later on as an adult because you' yeah, not that you're trying to impress Dad or anyone else, but you're just like ingrained in you that you got to play well.
2: Yeah, I think over time like you learn you don't need the reassurance mm. from coaches or anyone else cuz you sort of I think it helps you look inside to go I need to know for myself did I play like reflect on your own game, don't have dad tell you don't need dad to tell you. Yeah. It's sort of like, over time you learn. You learn that with maturity and experience. It, I definitely wasn't thinking that as a 19 20 year old. Yes. But over time now I'm sort of like pretty comfortable to leave the field and go okay I reflect on my own performance I don't need Mick coach whatever telling me and obviously they do because you're at the elite level there's 18 coaches mm. looking at you from six different video angles like you're <laughs> going to get feedback but you're pretty comfortable to leave and I think that's what dad did for us which was awesome
3: um tell me if I'm wrong three-time Peel Thunder best and fairest four-time East Ferro best and fairest is that right? Uh, your seventh time?
2: No, because I only played at East Freo once, so okay, one year. So okay. that would have been pretty. <laughs> okay, <that> was, <laughs> well, we was pretty, pretty have handy. Have yeah. but I think for, uh, Peel, maybe four or five. East Fair one. Okay. Yeah. So,
3: okay. Right. So I just got the order wrong. That's fine. Yeah. So you're the best player in, in the sides you're playing in. Um, growing up as a junior, have you been a midfielder the whole your whole life? Yeah. Just spend some time with definitely
2: it? a fold back mid. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if you spent some time in the back line.
2: Yeah, I did when I first, uh, when I started playing at the Giants. Um, first year was a midfielder. Second year, Al McConnell took over. And um, he and was Al like, McConnell. yeah, he sat me down. He goes, you are not a mid. <laughs> 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 you are not a midfielder. Well, he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think still naturally I'm a, I'm a back. But um, yes. yeah, he put me down back. I loved it. Loved it too. I think I must have played two or three years. A couple of those. I was injured. But um, yeah, I just loved it. And I think my natural, the way I read the game, the way I run naturally is like more of a halfback running. I like facing the game, I am not. I turn like the Queen Mary, like I'm not very good, <laughs> at, like, I can't turn, I'm not very agile, I'm a straight line runner, like it just suits suits my you're natural back. abilities you're really You're a back run. flanker. Yeah. It, s- it sounds like you're
3: a back flanker. So I'm happy
2: to put myself there too. What's that Great.
3: period like then between 2013 and 2016? to so you get picked up in 2016, Marquee player GWS. Yeah. But that three years prior, what's what's the actual, like, how, how do you get drafted? Like, what's yeah. the story of getting drafted?
2: It's it's real bizarre, like, telling the story now, people are like, oh, that's weird. But mm. we had one game a year. So the Melbourne Western Bulldogs exhibition game, it first happened in 2013. Yes. I might get my date, I might no. get my years wrong, no. but I'm pretty that's sure it's 2013. i got that here too. Yeah. So I must have only just turned 18 and they picked the, so it was like a draft night. Like, we sat at SUBY, like, the news was there. It was like two teams just picking, like one for one. It was like schoolyard pick. What? <laughs> it, it was crazy. And What did they base the picks on? Uh, so they had that year, um, 2013, they had, or oh, it might have been 2012, they had a women's state carnival, which is what they'd had for a couple of years. I think they used to play every second year, the women's, um, and we played in Cairns, and that's all the state's open age group. The best women's players in the state go and play in a tournament. You play every day of the week, and then you have a, I think you might have one day off before the grand final. And notoriously, it was WA versus Victoria every year. And same with the under-18s. So I'd played that year in both under-18s and the women's. And that's where they chose those Melbourne Western Bulldogs teams from. It was the first time that you'd sort of like combined all the states together. You just picked the 50 best players in the country, really. One for one. But they did a draft for it. That's that's hilarious. And I've been told now just recently, because it was a 10-year um a couple of weeks ago like the 10 the reunion 10 year yeah, right. yeah 10 year anniversary or whatever yes. it was of of the first game and i got told it was all just it was all like fake right. like the coaches had already sat down and decided who they were picking they just did it for the i was so just disappointed for the, just He's for the drama right. yeah i so really sat there like mm. thinking i didn't know where i was gonna go or <laughs> i actually probably i didn't think i was gonna get picked at all because i was underage i was i was young and where did you go I think twenty something twenty nine. Wow, maybe.
3: that's pretty incredible as a yeah. bottom age. I think top I had thirty in the country. A
2: bit of help. Michelle Cowan was our under eighteen state coach and she was a Melbourne head coach, so shout out Michelle. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Michelle. <laughs>
3: so you get you do that for three years though, don't you, isn't,
2: yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so twenty thirteen, the first game, twenty fourteen we had one game and then I'm pretty sure twenty fifteen and sixteen we played two games.
3: Right. And, and all televised. And you played for Melbourne or Bulldogs?
2: Melbourne all all four years. Right. And Michelle yeah. was your coach? Michelle was the coach. Has she
3: had a big impact on your career?
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. She's probably um, now at the club, like you get these young 18-year-olds come in and um, they don't always know how to follow rules and be elite and they sometimes do things to muck up and I'm like fuming frustration <laughs> and she'll sit me down and she's like, I've coached you since you were 17. Do you not think you were like this? Like, <laughs> oh. So she's been able to watch me grow the whole time and obviously had that break in there. She coached Frio. I went to the Giants so there was a couple of years there where we sort of went our own ways, but then came back. Um, my first year at the Eagles, she was a forwards coach, right. and then took over that Adam Selwood role when he left. So, yes. um, yeah, she's amazing.
3: Because she's been a pioneer in, in women's football. Yeah. Before you were in it, Evan.
2: Yeah, right. yeah, she has. She's um she's got an awesome story actually. Like the she wrote letters to footy clubs asking to help, and at one stage, like she was just keeping it um quiet, like she wouldn't tell her partner that she was coaching. She's down, I think, West Perth, maybe um like job picking up cones and doing what she had to do to help out. She just wanted to coach. Like she's just one of those natural right. natural people um who just yeah, love love people, love yep. helping people grow.
3: Yeah. So 2016 you get drafted. That's a real draft.
2: Yes. That's, that's a, real a real draft.
3: draft. <laughs> so you're a marquee player for GWS?
2: Yeah, so they set it up um a, I'm pretty sure it came from the WNBA when they started, they had like a they tried to equalise the competition and that's what they tried to do here with the, with the W. So yes. um, Victoria and WA, as I said before, played off in every final of any any state. There's no other team that had played off in states against each other. So, right. were
3: so they're the two teams. Two right. leading states right. in
2: women's footy. Victoria obviously had a number of teams where all these girls were going to sort of get spread out and it would equalise their state a little bit. Yes, we only had one license in WA, which was Frio. Yep. So they tried to entice WA people to go. If I look back now, I'm like, wow, we would have had a really good team <laughs> yeah. staying at Frio. Like they had, they had to do it. There was no other way. It, it was it would have been like our WA state team playing against half strength everywhere else. Like
3: that's what happened in the it men's. Would have that's, yeah, that's 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 what a lot of people say happened in the men's comp in eighty six, eighty seven. Yeah, oh, well, could have done it. Could have done it. <laughs> could have had a super team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so why didn't like, why didn't you?
2: Um, I think at the time, like the idea, it was just all exciting. Like, yeah, I think maybe oh, I probably still wouldn't have listened. I was gonna say if one of the older girls had a sat down with all the WA girls at the time and said, "Stay here, like we're gonna win flags," mm. I would like to think I'd be like, "Oh yeah," but I think at the time I was like, "No, like." what a great way to see the country move. I'm such a homebody. So for me to move away from home, it was like such a big deal. And I knew West coast were eventually going to get a team. I didn't know it would be as late as what it was, but I was like, Oh, there's always, I can come home, for West coast.
3: Were you a West coast fan growing up?
2: I wasn't Collingwood. Oh my God. I know. Oh
0: boy. Why? Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) West coast. Not
0: happy. (laughs) Well, you're from WA. That's a good point.
2: Yeah. I think, um, like my dad mad west coast and my brother just played ball west coast and i was like no just I'd... rebellion you're yeah gonna, you're gonna great. pick the antithesis <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> that's pretty much what it was um, Is that right? yeah that's good yeah did, um, that was supportive did
0: the marquee title come with any sort of benefit like parking spot or i don't know <laughs> did you did you hold it over up, the other girls like hey i'm the marquee person
2: nah i can't actually i haven't really reflected that much back there but um I think we got like relocation, like paid relocation. I don't yep. think it was much. I don't think – I'd like to go back and look. I don't think the money even back then was that amazing. Like I think to go and live over the other side – in Sydney, in the most expensive place to live for <laughs> yes. like $12,000. At the time I was like unreal. Now I'd be like, ah oh, no. <laughs> That's not even going to pay like a month's rent. <laughs> um, but no, nah, I think it was just, yeah, relocation – and then obviously you missed the draft, so you're not sitting there not knowing if you're going to get right. picked. You were you were picked, I think, like it was announced like the week before the draft. So you're already in the team, had no say, obviously, in how the team was getting picked or anything like that, but it was just that security to go, I'm here, I think two-year deal. Um, so a bit, bit of security. Yeah. But what you was no your jumper, jumper number? 17.
3: Did you pick that? Yes. Why?
2: I played 17 at Peel. East Free, I paid 50. paid number 50. 50. That's, That's a heavy number. But, <laughs> was yeah. I 50
3: for West Coast this
0: year? You were 88. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't know they went that high. What was it? 81. 81.
3: 50 is <laughs> heavy, though.
2: 50, yeah. I think they were – Um. Trying to keep my feet on the ground. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, okay. So, you, you, there is a marquee player in a, in an inaugural season for the Giants. So it's a startup club. What's, yeah. what's that like? S- start awesome. The footy
2: club. I love the, I love the Giants. Like I've not got a bad word to say about my whole experience there. Still now, like I watch the boys as as intently as I watch the Eagles. I've still got some really good friends who still play there. It was an it's an amazing footy club and just so like blue collar. Like they have to work. So it's really hard to explain to people who don't know like the dynamic of Western Sydney. Like, football just did not exist there. And yeah. I went, I came from here, where footy ovals are everywhere. Yes. To Sydney to try and do like my running, which is like four hundreds around the oval, whatever it is. I'm like running around a rugby. Yeah. Like rectangle. Rectangle. There's just <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> there's just no football over there. So to see what that club's done as a whole over know, what's it been since the men have been in like 20, yeah. Yeah.
3: actually
2: no uh, uh, 11 years or something. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. like that. Um, it's pretty amazing to yeah. see. Yeah. The way that they've gotten now to where they are and, um, and the women as well. They've got, since I've left over the last couple of years, they've got, they've recruited a lot more local girls, which is just testament to them growing the game in Western Sydney. It's the hardest place in Australia to grow the game. Um, And they've got a lot more local names coming through, which is awesome. In my first year there, there would have been like, I think five Canberra girls, West Australians, Victorians, maybe like two or three local Sydney girls.
3: We've spoken to a few Sydney players on this pod and they speak about that interstate, like you guys are over there. You don't really have any other connections other than the footy club. Was that big? The connection with your teammates? It's so
2: true. Mm. It is so true. And it's, it was really hard to come back to Eagles and get the dynamic here. Like everyone lives like I'm an hour from the footy club. There's girls an hour North is we're so far away. We're so spread out over here yeah. and we've all got lives. We've got families, we've got friends, we have got school friends, we have got all these different parts of your life. When we are in Sydney, we just had each other. It was 24 seven. Where are we going for dinner tonight? Yeah. Like <laughs> Now I'm like, I'm like, I'm out of the club. Girls see you two days. Like <laughs> see you later message me if you need me over there it was like well i don't know we've got two days off should we go down the coast what are you guys doing should we where are we going for dinner like are you doing your food shopping me too like i'll come with you (laughs) it was just we were just together all the time yeah um it's a really awesome thing it's it's like i've never been to american college but i'd Mm. assume it's very similar you sort of live in each other's pockets and and play footy on the weekends
3: the startup nature of it though like given that it's the first season of a football club like is there certain oh. things that you're learning to do i.e the song i Hi, yeah <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? like i'm just assuming any club i've ever played for they've just been a footy club all the time yeah but you you weren't
2: and i'd never really paid too much attention to the giants men's before i went over there yeah. like why it, it's hard right like yeah. why would you this orange team comes in i was like phew. Orange really. Um, just a bit <laughs> of a shout
3: out. We are doing this prelim final week, so up the Giants. Up the yeah. Giants, yeah,
2: definitely watching intently. <laughs> but um yeah, I was I sort of had never really paid too much attention. I'm a Collingwood supporter, it's biggest biggest club in the land. Our second biggest Eagles. Yes. Um correct. <laughs> but I sort of not really paid too much attention. So I'd never heard the song and they hadn't really won a lot. So yes. I was sat there in my car listening to the song (laughs) it took us i think until around four or five to get a win as well so i think as it went on and on more we all sort of every week it was like learn the song girls learn the song (laughs) and then it wouldn't happen so we had weeks of practice but um i remember having a debate whether we should listen to it as a group first and learn it together before you win and i was i was a bit like no way like you sing it when you win you don't sing it like in the week before round one just so everyone can learn it i was like everyone go away and learn it in your own time yeah. and then just come in and make sure we know how to sing it. that's it interesting weird.
0: that'd be weird just all standing around in a room no like you haven't played a game you just start singing the song yeah <laughs> yeah did you have someone up with like the i've seen photos of like early clubs of someone holding the with words the, up on the no, board we didn't.
2: Did ever, was everyone, everyone in the middle
3: was everyone like what happened in your first oh, win
2: no nah, we were all on the outside yeah, great. yeah
3: it's just a giant mosh pit of people right <laughs> <spraying laughs> oh, over so, yourself. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That would have been awesome.
3: So you made the All-Australian squad that year?
2: Squad, yeah. The the
3: first year? Yeah, first year. Um, That's got to be pretty special, like coming out of state leagues effectively, going to the National League and being in the top 40 players in the country.
2: To be honest, like I didn't really know because we'd never – we'd had All-Australian – I think it was called like an All-Star in under-18s. So we'd had like that, which in my first year I didn't even know they did. So just oblivious to it. So we had like an All-Star selection – um, for the first AFLW season, like, I wasn't really sure if they did that. I knew that they did it. The men didn't think they would do it for us. I don't know. And then when I was told – I actually don't even know if I was told. I think I found it on the website when it was, like, a press release. And I was like, oh. That's sweet. That's cool. <laughs> Not yeah. told. And, and um, then they tell – like, they actually tell the All-Australian team, like, straight away that they've made the team. So I found out, like, within – I found out I was in it and then within like 20 minutes I knew I wasn't in it. So (laughs) it was just sort of like parked and moved on pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, looking back now, I actually saw a stat. I'm the highest. um, Now we're talking. The the most, this isn't one I'm proud of, the most all Australian squad selections without ever making the team i think i'm number one so I, look cool. i'm gonna i'm gonna say i <laughs> like and I it and respect it
3: like there'd be a lot of <laughs> other players around the country with zero all the same scores yeah. Got to, i
2: saw it on twitter i was like oh is that yeah
3: is that something you aspire to, or is, it, or is it is it about the team and team success now
2: i think now like it sounds like i'm just saying the right thing but probably asked me two years ago i reckon i'd be like no nah, i want to make all Australian. Yep. I think now after winning a couple of best and fairest, you sort of, re- you soon realize really quickly team success is way more fun because everyone's celebrating. You go to F night and we win one game or two games the whole season. And you walk away in the BNF. It's like awesome. I won it, but everyone else is miserable. It's not as fun when all your mates aren't as happy as you are. So I kind of feel the same thing about all Australian. I'd love to see, I'd love to see four or five of our players make it yeah. and have a, night at the w awards yeah and we all yeah have some fun together but at the moment just the way that we've gone the last couple of years like it's hard it's hard to yeah to feel like you we when you are going well to really celebrate it because your 29 mates are mm. licking their wounds after winning one game and and not playing great footy so it's sort of yeah team success is a lot more fun
0: did you take note of the people who made the um team ahead of you like from the (laughs) site yeah (laughs) (laughs) next time you match up against them you are thinking about it
2: last year i did do like a little um i was like oh how many mids are gonna make this this is the thing with them with the mids as well like there are so many great mids playing and like there's a couple of girls at north melbourne getting like 36 a game like and Mm. some teams are killing other teams by 10 goals so they're racking them up yeah, two of their mids the other day had 36, 10 tackles and a goal each or something. I'm like, good luck, you know. Yeah. Um, so I I did do like a little – I wonder how many mids they put in the in the all-Australian team and, and pretty much the whole team. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think they're making a conscious effort now to try and pick a winger in the wing spot and your half-backs and your half-forwards. Oh, good. Which, i, yeah, I, I agree oh, it's it's right. how it should be but
3: they chuck a backman in the like on the wing because yeah kind yeah, of got a yeah. That it pisses me off yeah <laughs> so when you're at gws are you just just footy or do you, do you have a job over there as well
2: i did like a um internship at the footy club yep. for the first i reckon two i was there for three years i did it for two years yeah um and i sort of just did like I think maybe like three months in each department and wow. just got like a Gage on how the footy club ran.
3: That's interesting.
2: Which was awesome. I didn't really know what I wanted to do at the time. Um, Started uni, did a Bachelor of Business in Sports Management. I definitely have known all my career I don't want to coach. Like that's not doing that. That's interesting. Um, So I think I had a really keen interest into the administration side of it and sort of like your footy ops and stuff. So to do like that internship... um, sat with Dill Addison in the in the player welfare, which is yeah. I just mind-blowing. You just didn't, don't even know that that's there really. Like A lot of people probably don't understand what that part of the club, like what function that has. Explain that. Yeah, so um, Giants in particular had a lot of young kids at the, at the time. They ran like a first or third year program, which I'm sure most clubs do. Um, like our W side, we've got a first 25. So if 25 games or less, you sort of sit in a different program and – um, but what the guys were doing there were, um, like they'd learn how to cook. They did like cooking courses and, um, how to pay your utility bills and st- bring your bills in and learn how to be pay your utility <laughs> bills and, um, helping the boys get, uh, apply to do study and university and stuff like that. So basically like how to life yeah, yeah. is really what it is, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Because, I
3: mean, th- these kids, you're pulling them out of – out of not pulling them out of home, but they're yeah. moving away from home to a organisation that everyone's expected to operate as an adult, but that they don't know. Like I, I think back to my first year, Mitch Brown, I'll shout him out. He, he didn't know, know how to use his bank card. He didn't realise you could get a bank card and put it in an ATM and get cash out or <laughs> um, it wasn't tap and go back then. It was sort of like I think insert or swipe it, was, it or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. He, he just thought – I don't know what he thought the bank card was for, but he didn't know how to use money. And like as much as, – as funny as it is, like it's bloody hilarious – It's real. Like some of these young players, they come into a footy club and they just haven't been exposed to it. Yeah,
2: and you've been institutionalised in a schooling system for 12 years. Yes. And then you go from there straight into a footy club. Different in the W space, we're probably heading more there now than ever before to align more with, with how the men's system works, like school to draft to club. Yes, W was a little bit different at the start because a lot of us had come from like we had school teachers, like, they'd been school teachers for 10 years. They're on long service leave. They're playing W. Like, it's <laughs> real different um, dynamic. Yeah, you know, like, as I said, we're getting closer now. But the men's system, like, these guys are coming in and people watch the TV and watch what they do and they're just like, oh, they're adult, they're yes. they're men. But they're, like, 18-year-old boys. Yes. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, that function of the footy club, I just loved, loved that side of footy. Huh. Um, but, yeah, the internship, it was – yeah, it was really good.
3: What's the transition like from GWS to West Coast? How does that come about? It sounds like you had a great time at GWS and speak highly of them, but were you always keen to get back home?
2: Yeah, I was because, um, like, I got quite homesick at, at stages. Like, I just missed home. I'm such a homebody. Like, my family's here. Love spending time with them. Like, my parents are like friends more than parents now that I'm a bit older. And um, like, I've got a lot of extended family as well who love the footy. And um, my cousin Louise, she had two young kids at the time. She's got three now, but she had two at the time and they they were just footy mad, West Coast mad. And um, I knew I wanted to come home anyway, but she sent me a photo one day of them in West Coast. I think I might have seen it on Instagram or something. And I was really toying up, like I was split straight down the middle. Do I do another year at the Giants or another two? Let Eagles establish and Mm. go through that initial, like you said, the teething problems of being being a team first yeah, a startup. and then i was like oh i don't know if i could do that again maybe i just let them do that stay at the giants and then and i saw this photo on um instagram it was the kids in the eagles jumper and i was like oh. it's like football's way more than just playing and i actually had a good chat with erin phillips um when i was in adelaide the year that i was like tossing up what, what to do and she's like you've just got to think about why you play like, why do you play? And like, the first thing that came to my head was oh, family. Like, it's such a sport, connects my family so well together. She goes, oh, the answer's there. Like, mm. there's your answer. And I was like, yeah, that's true. That's um, pretty good advice. Yeah, it was. I was kind of I – was, I was waiting for myself to be like, oh, but – and then I, I just couldn't. So I was like, no, nah, I need to, need to go home. And that year I'd done my shoulder as well, so I wasn't playing. And it just got harder and harder as the year went on. Like I wasn't playing. I think the Giants knew I was leaving as well. So I was kind of like tossed to the side a little <laughs> right, bit. Right, right, right. Yeah. I could probably not rock up to the club for the last <laughs> <laughs> five weeks. They wouldn't even know I wasn't there. They're so. taking
3: the car park off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no longer the inaugural <laughs> yeah. scenario anymore. Out to go. So that was 2020, right? You come yeah, to come
2: 2020, to... which is perfect timing in hindsight. Like yeah. COVID hits, borders close, everything happens. Like, I would have been a mess, I think still being in Sydney, I actually think I would have had to come home and just not play wow. that year. Like That's it would have been horrible. Because mm. um, even when I was over there, like mum and dad would come over two or three times throughout the season, watch games. Um, so I'd see them pretty regularly. I really would have struggled, I think, through COVID. Um, so, yeah, in hindsight, like, what a great decision, come home and um, not have to deal with that on the other side of the country. You, it was perfect. Are you
3: voting in as captain that first year?
2: No, I wasn't. I w- um, Amanda Ferugia, a local Western Sydney, amazing yes. person. Yes. She captained the first two years. And then Alicia Eva came across from Collingwood and she's yes. captained ever since. No, West Coast. Oh, West Coast. Your uh, first year at the yes. club, your captain? Yeah.
3: What's that like? It's, it's a different role going from player, trying to get a touch, just worried about yourself yeah. to then worried about everyone on the list.
2: Yeah. Um, it is different. Sometimes I don't know if I love it. Um but I think yeah, I think I enjoy it enough to obviously still do it, but it comes with a lot of th- thoughts about other things. Sometimes you just you go into the club and you just want to be like I just want to be here, do my thing and just leave like it's and then you've got people asking you things that to them are like important things and you just like oh my god, just give me space and I think now that I'm working as well it's it's different at the time 2020 um, first team a lot of the girls I knew from playing with previously but hadn't played or seen them for four and a half years four-ish years Uh, a lot of girls I hadn't met before so it was a different dynamic and I think it was really good growth opportunity for me because I'm a little bit introverted happy to sort of not be out there Um, but I think that first year it forced me to Create these connections with these girls that if i don't think if i was put in that if i don't if i wasn't put in that position i don't think i would have gone and um yeah created the same connections as what i have with the girls now
3: and your actual leadership do you think that's like grown and you matured and as you got older and you've you've grown into the role a bit more because quite often in footy clubs the best player is the captain and you're one of if not the best player at west coast and you're the captain but clearly like
2: Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
3: First up, it doesn't fit. Mm. It doesn't just, you don't just get to be captain and then it's all good because you're the best player. But have you got better, do you think?
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely gotten better. Um, It's a hard one, right? Like, if you... Um, I was following men's footy it's 24 week season now like our two of our seasons don't even equal one men's season in mm. terms of length and I think that it's it's taken me so long to find my feet as a captain that I almost doubt myself like why has it taken me four years to finally feel like I'm doing a good job but then you kind of go oh that's really like it's like a, it's like Luke you're having it for a year and a half yep. yeah That's like okay that's probably why but it's just taken so long to fall on my feet and find where I'm at and um, I think in the first year I would have happily not taken it on like I was maybe 24 or 25 coming back from 12 months out with a shoulder injury had a horrid run with injuries at Giants like hadn't really played consistently good football would have been probably happy to just go just gonna play Mm. get some really good years under my belt I'll take over the captaincy like 27, 28, perfect <laughs> when age. When you older. Bit older, <laughs> bit more mature. Like you've sort of, yeah, you're happy to go team first mentality. I really struggled with it at the start to go team first when I'd come back from a long-term injury and I hadn't played great footy. Yeah. So that was a challenge. Um, but I think we've, yeah, probably gotten out the other side. Um, as I said, like I don't know if I love doing it all the time. It's got its challenging days, but um, – yeah, it's it's a good opportunity.
0: What's the um what's the synergy like with the men's uh, team? Obviously, you guys are in there at the same times, or um, is it kept pretty separate?
2: No, it's it's awesome. Eagles are so good at it. I think we probably lead the way in the competition from the sort of low level conversations that we've had um, on PA calls and with other with other captains when we do like the captains days and stuff. Um, eagles are amazing it helps that we've got such a great facility as well like it's it's big yeah it's purpose built um they knew we were coming when they built the facility so we have our own change rooms it's just such a fantastic facility which definitely helps you've got the two ovals um in the last two years this season last season we've started training during the day and i think at the start i mean i I wasn't privy to the conversations being had but i'm sure there would have been conversations like how is this going like we've got 40 what's on a men's list like 40 something yeah
3: 44 44 men's
2: players and 30 on a w list yeah. like how is this going to like we've got 70 athletes all trying to use the same facility at the same time how's this going to work i'm sure there are questions asked but um credit to both footy ops for both programs like it's been amazing and for the girls to come in and they you're kind of seen as an equal you're using the gym at the same time as the boys or we're out in the shed and they're out there doing touch and you're having a kick and having a chat and the sauna got put in at the Eagles. And I think that's like the most social like (laughs) ice breaking thing that's ever happened. Um, throughout the season, our preseason men's season, like there's like 20 people in there all having a chat, (laughs) (laughs) which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, the, the club's fantastic with that stuff. Um, and both clubs have been at. Giants were really good with it as well. Different dynamic there. We trained after hours. So a lot of the time the men had left by the time we'd come in to do training.
3: That's to do with the availability of players, right? Because a lot of you girls have jobs. Yeah. Um, And, and there hasn't been full-time employment with, West, like with, with the AFLW, right? Yeah. That's the reason? We, that, that's the reason,
2: yeah. yeah. I, we sort of took a big leap last year because we are so fortunate we had such a young side. So our average age would have been like, 20 something yeah so you can imagine like a lot of these girls are coming in they're not working your full-time inaugural year we had i don't know six teachers or something working full-time like impossible to go come to training on a wednesday at nine o'clock they just can't do it fast forward a couple of years high list turnover 18 year olds come in let's do something that's going to increase our professionalism that's going to help the fatigue levels training after hours at work after work it's just horrible i can't believe we ever did that But they, yeah, they say we've gone, let's go fully professional one day a week. Girls, um, we got to do what suits the the majority, not the minority. Mm. If you're the two, three, four who can't make it, we'll make alternative arrangements. But we're pretty lucky, had 100% buy in. Some girls leave even now after lunchtime, so train the main session, lunchtime, go off to work, do whatever. Um, But yeah, it's been just because of. It's not full-time and still not classified as full-time. No. As I said, we're just really fortunate. Our group's really young mm. and we're able to do that. I know other teams have had had troubles trying to get the whole playing group to give up two days of work.
3: While we're talking about work, so I mentioned off the top you're a fiery. When, when did that start? Um, how does that go hand-in-hand with an AFL career?
2: Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I applied in 2020. Uh, yeah, it must have been 2020 when I first got home. And I was—I had applied the year I went to Sydney as well and just missed out. So I got to the last like 30 people. They take 22 to 24 in a school, one school year at that stage, missed out on the school. And I was like, it's, it's the universe telling me something. I'm going to Sydney, like perfect opportunity. Then come back. And I know that it takes people sometimes two, three, four, five times to apply. And I'd been told I just didn't have the life experience before. I was 21. I'm so glad I didn't get in then. Hmm. 21, um, you don't have the life experience. That's why you didn't get in. Cool. Go to Sydney, live away from home for four years, four and a half years, get some pretty good life experience playing AFLW, being an athlete, working at footy clubs, that kind of stuff. Come back, I was like, it might take me two or three years again to get in. So I'll just apply. And then it just kind of went on and then COVID hit and they fast tracked everything. And I was like, or I feel a bit insecure in my job around COVID, like it'd be really handy to get in. And I, I didn't know what was going to happen with footy as well. At that time, like we didn't, it was COVID going to be a 12 month thing. Was it was going to be yeah. two years. I was three shutting down thing? competitions it like, everywhere. It was crazy, yeah. right? So I was like, hell bent. I want the fires And I still would, regardless, I would have taken it because what a great opportunity. But got into the school, the school goes for 21 weeks. And it's like, it's hard. Like it's, <laughs> being an athlete's tough, but- um, that is like, phys- there's no load monitoring, like managing, there's no fatigue management. There's like, it's, it's pretty challenging. And that went straight through our pre-season in our second year at the Eagles. So 2021.
3: So you're doing both?
2: Doing well. Uh, the fireys thought that I was just doing fireys and not training, but I was trying to train as much as I could, reducing my risk of injury. Cause if you get injured while you're doing the fire training, that's it. Like you're out. Wow. So they're that. pretty
3: brutal. It's like a, it's like the SAS, like it's, it's
2: yeah, it's <laughs> a, it's like a paramilitary yeah. sort of style um, of training, and it, th- that's like your fatigue, like your sustained high performance mm. is fatiguing, right? It's hard work, attention to detail, ironing your shirt, doing all that stuff. But then add the physical layer on top of that. A lot of the guys who I was in the school with come from like concreting background, that chippies, like they're used to that physical work. I'm like, yeah, I'm an athlete, but We've got a GPS on. And if you run too far, like, you're out. Like, don't <laughs> worry. Like, we were very managed yeah. as athletes. Um, and as I said, yeah, there's no, there's no uh, management at fire school. It's just you're away and it's, yeah, pretty grueling. Um, yeah, pretty grueling work. That's but,
3: the point of it though, right? Yeah. Definitely. Because you're going to yeah. be put under situations that are more important than on a football field. Absolutely. And uh, that's
2: the best thing it's given me, I yeah. think, is like that perspective of being like, yeah, you think you're under pressure when you go out and play footy. Like, I've been mm-hmm. under worse, uh, more pressure than that in my day job. So yeah. um, that side of it, I think it's given me a really good balance outside of footy.
0: Does it help your fitness as well? Were you, like, going through all of the um, the fiery training and then into footy? Yeah. Did you notice a difference?
2: Um, no, nah, I think if anything, I might have gone backwards a little bit because I, I didn't put as emphasis on running, keeping, like, footy fitness and, like, the – fitness you have to help your body through injuries, like your glutes, like your back, like or hamstrings, all that kind of stuff. Mm. I just kind of dropped all that, just did fireys, thinking, oh, I'll keep fit because I'm burning like 3,500 calories a day. I can eat whatever I want. Like I was skin and bones when I left that place. <laughs> and then it was just, it was just, I'd sort of left like all that uh, like prehabby kind of stuff and struggled for the next 12 months to try and get my body back, get get the strength back. You sort of get like, farmer strength yeah
3: not like yeah. football strength or yeah dumbbell strength yes yeah so it's like bungers
2: pre-seasons you yeah. like sh- <laughs> that yeah. you're just pulling
3: you're pulling hoses around yeah. carrying ladders around yeah and you can do that as good as it gets but then you need to be able to run you, go, you gotta be able to run yep yep so that was three years ago and like we said off the top and we do appreciate it and i loved it because again i was cooked when you messaged me so i was like thank god but you're, you're still doing this right now. You're captain of the AFLW side. You're up at three three in the morning at a warehouse fire. I'm assuming you've seen some pretty, you know, um, I would say hor- uh, horrific, th- like that you've experienced a bit yeah. as a firey as well.
2: Yeah, I mean it's um it's tough. It like the the fire we had last week. So I had to message you and say I wasn't coming. In. I sort of we got the call at about eight thirty. I was like, oh, if this is done by midnight, like, that's a pretty good result. Midnight, I can go. To, we, we do sleep on night shift. That's like fatigue management. We can, between call outs, you can get a couple of hours in, yep. however, it, however it happens. Sort of enough to allow you to not have to do like your traditional night shift, go home, sh- shut the blinds, sleep all day, yes. go back to work. You sort of get enough in most of the time. Yes. Um, I hope DFAS don't hate me for saying this. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you can, sh- yeah, most of the time you can sort of go night shift to night shift, and the day have some some sort of like afternoon off where you might yes. kick your legs up, whatever. Yes. But you don't have to, as I said. Like sleep I assume like you're
3: not putting you're not putting out fires twelve hours at
2: exactly. during the night.
3: Yeah. So you're trying to get some rest. in. We but might go
2: to like alarm calls, yeah. that a, kind of stuff. Broken sleep, um, like you're still tired, but you can sort of push through, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: But like um, in opposed to mining, where you're driving a truck for twelve hours, exactly. and you need to go to sleep because yeah.
2: you can't just so be awake So it's kind of like non traditional night yeah, night yeah. shift. So I will usually plan stuff like between my and often I'll go to training between night shift, mm. go to training, have a couple of hours sleep in the Arvo, go back to night shift, mm. or you know plan a podcast with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then Just, uh, yeah. this was
3: going to be slow. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Well, we I
2: was, I was that night. I was like, oh yeah, I'll give it till midnight. And if I had other things on that day, like I had two school visits to do with the club mm. and train like our main training before a game. So I got to midnight and I was like, oh man, we're not going to be out of here before at least like three or four o'clock. I was like, I need to cancel my day tomorrow. I have to sleep to go to, to then be able to train because we had a game in two days. So it does change the dynamic when we're in season because I obviously have to put way more emphasis on sleeping. Whereas if you, if that had have happened four months ago before preseason started, I probably would have just pushed couple yeah. of coffees in the morning no dramas <laughs> just push through yeah um but yeah it does change like the management a bit and i have gotten a lot better at being like hate that i let you guys down and had to cancel the podcast but sometimes you just have to let people down Good. and that's yeah, yeah as
3: you should
0: yeah look after yourself yeah is it is it um i know it's like you're going out to a negative thing or a fire but is it is it thrilling getting into a fire truck and driving fast and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah it is we we say we're I, like i work with a With a great group of guys and um like we always have a bit of a laugh like our sometimes our best day at at work is other people's worst day like Mm. but that's there's a range of reasons why like we have to maintain training and there's only so much training you can do like out the back at the station like you want to see the red hot stuff and put fires out like it it is fun unfortunately like someone's house or a car or you know a bushfire with wildlife and stuff there's the negatives that come with it but it is thrilling. And if you go a long time on station without having like a decent job, everyone starts getting a little bit agitated. And then you just get one good job and everyone comes back and it's like, oh, I can still do that. It's like I haven't ridden a bike for ages. Can I still do this? Of course yeah. you can. It's a bike. You Don't forget how to ride a bike. Yeah. You go for a ride. You come back. Like, oh, sweet.
3: Yeah.
2: Put the bike away for another couple of months. No dramas.
3: <laughs> back in footy land, um, leading the team, captain of the side, leadership, all of that what's that been like you mentioned right off the top when i asked you about about the connection with other other players and and you don't think you would have had a great of a connection if you weren't the captain how how's that side been at an aflw club the connection with players the um ins and outs of everything but footy like i think a lot of people externally think you know captain of the side you're trying to lead football but i'd assume that's almost not a, not even half of the job
2: yeah i yeah it's true Um, I think particularly now like talking to the group that we have now they're really young like we got yeah I think we're the second youngest um, team in the comp someone said to me we had eight players under 20 play or nine players under 20 play on the weekend so
1: Hmm.
2: we're a pretty young group I found it um, really really enjoyable that connection piece in the last two years after I decided to embrace it but I found it challenging at the start that our lives are just so different like these these girls are like 18, 19, not a care in the world. Like footy's just going up. The W's going up for them. They're probably not going to have to work in 12 to 18 months' time. Yeah, new CBAs, new CBA. it's been signed off. Yeah, they're off probably or... laughing, quit their jobs at Rebel, no dramas, you know? <laughs> they're happy to, they've just got their life over the next 10, 15 years, hopefully, for some of them. Yeah. Is going to be so different to mine. And um, Dana is another one. Like She's a mum. She's got a seven year old at home. She comes to training and we're just like, like even her, like the difference between her and me, like my life would be crazy, not to mention her life to the 19-year-old yeah. who lives at home and mum and dad and doesn't study or doesn't work and just comes to training and has yeah. a laugh. Like Sometimes the girls are at the beach and a Tuesday morning like having coffees. I'm like, well, I've got a 10-hour day shift that I've got to get to. Like, It's just different yeah. um, but I think – 12 18 months ago i was like let's just embrace that and how great like they're so energetic they love being there and it's infectious so i wouldn't have it any other way i love it
3: do you think the dynamic between men's teams and women's teams internally is different like you said you've had like quite a good connection between the two but are they very different teams sides people
2: yeah i think um i think like the understanding of what each party does is different like I wouldn't be able to sit there and go, I understand the pressure that Luke Shuey's under Mm. when you're playing in front of 50, 60, 70, 100,000 people, Mm. week in, week out, 100,000 members, millions of people tuning in, watching your games. I can't understand that pressure. We played in front of 1,200 on the weekend. Mm. Our family, most of the time, are the ones that are watching. Maybe, you know, we've, we've got fans and that, but nowhere near the pressure that the men's program is under week in, week out. But vice versa, like he probably can't sit there and go, I understand the pressure that you guys go through financially. We make money playing football, obviously, but we're not, we're not thriving. Like mm. the money that we're earning is surviving, not thriving. Whereas on the flip, like the men are earning some decent money, yeah. being able to set themselves up post-footy career. Even our highest paid players at the moment aren't earning enough to set themselves up post-footy career. As I said, I, I describe it as they're surviving. They're not, yeah, yeah, they're not thriving in terms of how much they're earning. So different dynamic, I think, in that respect. Um, the program contact hours are so different as well. So we, as I s- before I was saying we train during the day, which we do, which is great, and the professionalism is stepping in the right direction, but we still train on Monday night, still at the club on the physio table at 9.30. We get grab-and-go dinners that we could take home and chuck in the microwave because sometimes you don't get home till 10 o'clock at night. And then a lot of the girls Tuesday being a day off will be up at five or six o'clock to go to work, the girls who do work. So, Mm. um, different, I think dynamics between the two programs, but respectfully different. Yeah. There's also
0: like a a pressure, like the W competition has been going for a little while now, but you're still sort of trailblazing. It's still new. Do you, is there, do you feel pressure around that? Like being almost responsible for that?
2: Yeah, I think so. I, I think, um, like I, I find, like, I'm pretty stoic in, I'm like, oh, there's people getting paid more money than me sitting around nice tables making decisions, like, at the AFL to do what they can with the game. Like, I can only have my personal opinion to how we should be marketing the game or whatever. There's professionals doing that. So, I think I, like, wrongly or rightly go, oh, it's, I'm just doing the best I can. And I always stick by the players and say, like, we're all just doing, when no one's rocking up trying to suck. Like, we we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're all just trying to do our best, right? So... Um, whether that's drawing in crowds or not drawing in the crowds or the TV audience, um, like there's probably other people that that probably would feel that pressure a little bit more than us. As long as us as players come in, enjoy what we're doing, and work our butts off, like I think everything else is out of our hands, right?
3: The competition's getting better, though. I've been, I've been, you know. And I'll, I'll put my hand up. I'm not I'm not the world's biggest expert. I'm certainly not even the world's biggest expert in the men's competition. In fact, I'm far from it given my predictions this year. <laughs> K Mart Kane. Yeah, that was very good on Twitter. <laughs> uh, the competition's getting better, from what I can see. Yeah. Like a lot better. Yeah. The quality. The, the quality. Like we mentioned Ella Roberts, I'm just saying that because I heard it from her mouth. But these kids that are coming into the game have
2: the, played football. whole foo- life, right? They've played yeah.
3: football for 10 years. Yeah. You you hadn't done that.
2: No, and I think that's where Um, I know there's a lot of people who might watch the game and expect to see what they see when they watch men's footy because Mm. it's football and you're wanting to see. The product is like you've, in my point of view, like you've got to completely separate separate the products. They're completely different products and they'll never be the same. They will never be the same. So if you're tuning in to one of our games on the weekend and expecting to see a Collingwood v Carlton men's game, like just don't. Like watch our games for our games and understand the stories behind. I think that that's the best part of the W at the moment is the background stories. You've got fires, you've got doctors, you've got people who got told at 12 they could never play. You've got players who are playing who took their local teams to court to try and play. Like the stories are unbelievable. That's what makes the product so amazing. I think as it'll start to change, as you said, Ella Roberts has played since she was six and you can tell. Like yeah. the girl can kick, mark. She knows just natural ability to find space. Oh, there's going to be so many more of her coming through. Maybe she's a generational one, right. but there's going to be other girls who are coming through in that sort of bracket yeah. who have played since Sussex. six. The game will start to develop a little bit different. You will probably see better skills. Um, but I still think the product is just totally separate to the men's product. And I think where we're going to come unstuck is if people are tuning in expecting to see something they don't want to see. And then that's when the backlash comes or the negative Twitter comments and stuff like that.
3: For people that haven't watched a lot of your footy, you, Emma Swanson's footy, describe yourself as a player. Oh, I'm probably you're, you said, bit you said, a bit of a
1: hack. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you say you can't turn like the Queen Mary. But I, I, yeah. how about I describe it? I reckon I reckon you're in the top echelon of, of hard players in the AFLW. You're a hard hitter. You, you're in and under. you got quality and you're underselling yourself with quality. But, like, I've seen a couple of hits from you that, like, do you enjoy that element of the game, the physicality?
2: Yeah, I listened to you guys with Bo Waters, actually, not (laughs) a couple of weeks ago. I would would say, yeah, Yeah, I was listening to him talk about the physical aspect of the game and I was like, like, that's my favourite part of the game, really. Um, Like, I love the tackling, the bumping. I think it's starting to change a little bit now. Um, Alicia Eva, she's my good mate um captain the Giants. she just got rubbed out for a week for this tackle and i'm like oh like the amount of times that i've done things like that Mm. so you consciously now trying to change the way you play a little bit and i'm getting older so let's prolong my body that's that sounds (laughs) like a really good idea um but i do love that physical aspect of the game um when we when we could bump before i'd definitely like to lay a few shepherds and um yeah, there's, there's like the match, the argument, like the match-winning goal of the game-saving tackle, game-saving tackle any day. Is that right? That's what I'd choose, yeah. Have you had any of those? I I don't know. I wouldn't say it was like on the buzzer game-saving, but we played, uh, I think it was maybe one of the Melbourne Western Bulldogs games. I was like in the dying couple of minutes of the game and just laid a good tackle. And I just could feel everything change. I was like, oh, that's it. The game's done. We've won, which is pretty cool. We're going to yeah.
3: find that. Thank you, Jaden. Yeah. I <laughs> will look good. at that. Um, I don't know. You got anything else? It's all been good for, for Emma.
0: What? 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 You, leading me, you leading me in, or, or no? Not
3: not just yet. We'll get to social media in a second. Yep. Let's put a nice bowl on it. What? What? What do you see personally? The future holding for you uh, as you continue to play in the league and the AFLW as a whole. What? Where, what? Do you, what's the future hold?
2: I I know the CBA is being announced today, so I know what the next five years look like <laughs> for the competition. <laughs> Um, I'd love to see there be an opportunity for girls to play all year round if they want, or not all year round, but a full home and away season. Mm. Um, and I think it's, everyone's got their different views and, um, personally, my point of view sort of aligns more with games played over money paid. We, we obviously need the money, but, um. Yeah, I'd like to see more games being played. I think that's where the competition's gonna get better the more we play together. As I said before, like it's taken me takes me nearly two and a half seasons to equal what Boots would do mm. as a captain in in a year. So um yeah, I'd love to see there be a time where we play seventeen home and away games plus a final series. We get our eight weeks annual leave off. We can go and travel the world and because we're earning such good money, we don't have to work.
3: Eight weeks is unders. Mate. They've got about <laughs> sixteen weeks at the moment. The boys. It's, it's unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> while you while you're putting out fires, you've got boys <laughs> over in Europe and Israel, and who else knows where? Everywhere I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, what about you? Are you? How long? How long have? How long's the game got for you? In, in it?
2: yeah, I think um, it is. It is a decision, right? Like I think leading into this CBA, I was a pretty logical thinker, like taking all the information and then just make the right decision for my life. Like I'm sort of not like an emotional decision maker. Mm. But I was thinking, I was like, geez, if it goes to se- – as much as I said I want it to be 17 home and away games, like we play everyone once, long season, more money. If it came to the decision now to quit your job and play footy for the for the next two, three years, 100% I'd do it. Yeah. But knowing now that that's not going to happen in this next CBA, which is five years yeah. – Pretty safe. I'm pretty safe being a fiery at the same time, and I'll just try and manage that for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Would I like to see out the five year CBA deal? that would make me 33. Absolutely, as you said, these girls are coming through now. They've played since they were six. They are way better than me. So <laughs> nah, t- I'm hanging on by the skin of my teeth. I, just <laughs> I like the
3: self-deprecation I do, but you're an absolute superstar, best and fairest, all Australian squads. I can see you getting uh, – Maybe gonna, off a
2: halfback. You get, can, correct. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you just get the career savers on. That's Get it. back to the back line.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, look, I, yeah I, 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 it's been a really interesting chat, um, Emma. Um, have you had fun?
2: Yeah, I have. Thank you guys for having me. We're not done yet. <laughs> social media,
3: social media. No, that's not right. Social media where the people get to ask you the questions. Quite a popular um, little figure over on social yeah, media. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've got questions from the people. Okay. You ready? Yeah, let's go. I haven't seen those yet.
0: Uh, Twillow, 1992. Uh, was it more pressure being a marquee player or coming back home to West Coast?
3: I guess you were both.
2: Mm, West Coast, I'd say. More pressure at West Coast. Yes. Mm. Big, Big club.
3: Um, Mistaz,
0: 84. Uh, The AFLW season has moved around. What time of the year is best?
2: I hope the AFL don't listen to this. I'm a summer girl. I think the clean air, missing the men's finals at the moment, I find it really, as a fan of the men's game, Mm. I am so entrenched in the men's final series. I'm not watching the W. And if I'm not what, I'm a player, I'm not watching the W, probably a lot of people who are making the same choices as me. That's interesting. I, I liked the summer time slot.
3: Mm. I didn't ask. I, I liked sort of just injecting myself into this. It is my <laughs> segment, so I can do what I like. Uh, I didn't ask, like, what sort of role models and people, players in the AFLs and AFLW you looked up to when you were growing up. Was it Collingwood fair, like players? Yeah. Um, who were your favourite players?
2: Like, I still love Scott Pendlebury. Yeah. And have just loved watching him for so, so long um daisy thomas
3: daisy
2: yeah um i reckon daisy was the first one that i like i was number on the jumper yes just loved and because we went to melbourne for a family holiday and hung over the fence and watched them train like just loved it and also when teams used to come here to play west coast dad would take us to their open training huh. so it'd be like port adelaide training and training wh- whoever the away team was we'd go watch the Training and dad was just a footy nut. So that's cool. Ooh. Um where at Subi hits. or yeah, at Subi. yeah. Yeah. Used to catch the train up Friday afternoons. It would be like four, I reckon, if they played on a on a Saturday. But I used to remember after school on a Friday, hopping on the train, coming up, watching the open training of whoever it was.
3: Did you have any like memorable interactions with players?
2: Yeah, well, I used to collect footy cards, so I would then take like the footy cards from that team and try and get them signed. I can't remember who it was, but someone has trained, someone was training and they've pinged Hammy and dad's obviously seen this. I didn't really understand what was going on and they've come off the track, but I'm standing there just between the race asking for them to sign a card and they're just cold-shouldered, straight out. F word, nah, (laughs) out. And then dad had to explain to me why. I must have been pretty – I wouldn't have understood what has happened. Now I'm like – Gosh, if that yourself.
3: was
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have whacked the card out then. <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't
3: have. <laughs> Did you ever come down and watch West Coast, right? Uh
2: no, I can't really remember. No, Hates West Coast. Say. Yeah, hated, hated West Coast. As
3: a kid. <laughs> yeah, um, that's good. That's really interesting. Um, Dean Beazell, uh, could you
0: see a future where you don't need to be in the fire service?
3: Uh, we sort of touched on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe take the fire service out of it. But can you see a future where? Girls don't have to mm-hmm. have a job and play footy.
2: Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to have um, – I think like the key word in this is it would be really nice to have the option too. Yep. Because I think one of the number one – like this could be wrong and, and you could probably tell us, Will, but hmm. one of the number one problems coming out of the men's game at the moment, a guy is getting spat out of the system with no experience in anything. In anything. Yep. Yeah. And even if you've studied, right, if you've done a, a degree over eight years in the AFL system – and you come out and you're applying for a job against someone who's got eight years' industry experience, not every player who comes out of the system has a name who you like get them in because we know they're a fo- A lot of guys leave the system. You yep. Read past their name, you wouldn't even know who yeah. they are. So I think that's a huge issue talking about like the welfare side of football, huge issue coming out of the men's game. Why would we just follow it and do the exact same thing as a WP? program if we have the choice not to so i think the key word is like can you can we get to a point where you have the option to work and maintain a job two two and a half days a week Hmm. if you can
3: yeah that's really interesting because i've always come out and you've hit the nail on the head there's so many of my former teammates and even myself honestly like coming out i had no great plan i was in the system for 14 years and uh, you get so caught up in playing footy and trying to be the best, you know, elite environment, you're the best in the country. So I use, always use the example, like, you don't see doctors trying to, you know, studying law to become a lawyer and you, you don't see uh, plumbers doing an accounting degree. Yeah. You don't see, like, f- the, the, that's the, so true. the education element is like, oh, study and, you know, this isn't going to last forever. It's like, yeah, okay, but it certainly won't last forever if I don't apply myself yep. at, at the football club. Yeah. So that's where I think the biggest issue lies. So... You could be on to something there because I've never come up with a solution because I just think that the, your first priority is going to be footy. Yeah,
2: I know. And I I see that. So, like I, for, I'd like it to go – you train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I know the men's program has like your mandatory off day and yep. a half, I think, at something the like moment, that. something like that. It's you got to have like two completely free days and then you can allow – working time but the actual
3: working element as opposed to study is an interesting one i've always felt like work placements experience in actual industry is better than studying than studying
2: yeah yep
3: sorry um tom <laughs> double underscore with us that's a good chap um, is oh, andrea gilmore actually talk. a good cook
2: <laughs> yes that's my partner andrea she's an amazing cook um but i think tom's just having a cheeky dig there
3: right do you cook
2: uh not much so nah. you're not a good cook. I you're don't, need to, I don't need to be. I don't need to be. you got yeah. Andrea. Sorry. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's good. Uh, Tom, thank you for the info. Brady Hoff fan page. <laughs> Brady Hoff fan page. Holy moly. Like, I love that. Uh, what's your favourite flavour of Gatorade?
2: <laughs> oh, uh, lemon. Is it oh, lemon? lemon? Is it,
3: don't be flipping about it. the worst. Is it
2: lemon lime? Is it lemon lime? Oh, lemon? What colour is it? The, like, yellow colour. Lime green Lime, yeah.
3: Yeah. Lemon lime. Yeah, is that that your the, favorite? that's your favourite. right that's the worst. We used one. to
2: make it at home. Dad I, used to make it for us before. I, I, would, I, I would
3: happily say that that's the that's the worst flavour. Yeah. <laughs>
2: what would be the what would be the
3: best? Uh, Wallaby
0: Gold Rush.
2: Oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's Powerade. It's not Gatorade, bro. Oh, sorry. Great. Grape. Grape. Great. Oh
2: yeah, the purple one. Yeah. Yeah, so that's good. pretty
0: good. Or the clear
3: Watermelon.
2: watermelon. Yes. <laughs> <There you
3: go>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the oh, I'm gonna go back back to the dart soon. Um, John underscore Dawson.
0: Uh, Does the leadership group have to be on-field coaches to make the team better? Mm,
2: That's a good question. Hmm. I think, yes, like you obviously lead the coach's vision and the coach's game plan, Um, particularly with like, I think where that comes into play now, the runner only comes out in our game twice a quarter, I think, twice a quarter. Um, what
3: as in mandate? Oh, they're not allowed out more than twice. Yeah, I think
2: after goals and twice a quarter. So right. there's like restricted right, right. runner. Um, so things like a couple of quick goals, drop a loose behind the ball, that stuff like that. We have to real generate ourselves. Definitely not my strength. So I'm lucky we've got some pretty switched on girls. Who is good at um, like that? B Smith's pretty unreal with that stuff. I can imagine that. Yeah, real football head. Uh, knows what the game needs in the right moment. I'm just like. Your midfielder, who's like, it's it's all the same for me. Uh, like, I, I wouldn't
3: say I wouldn't say dour, but she's a proper defender. <laughs> yeah, like she just gets the job done. Yeah,
2: she's she's, she's is, probably my favorite player. Today. She is. She's a uh, yeah. She's defender. She was one of the defender one of the first blood games, is Defender. Yeah,
3: like one of the first games I ever called. She just dominated her opponent. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she's mine. She's
2: gets the fist in. <laughs> yeah, kicked a goal last week. First oh, yeah. ever goal. She played for eight years. Was it? Yeah, first ever goal. Which that just. That screams defender, right? Absolutely.
3: <laughs> Tom Barras took another 100 games. Yeah. Like. Uh, Weller uh, underscore 1989. I'm interested in this question. Uh, what's
0: Hammer like as a
3: coach?
2: Oh, he's good. Is he? Yeah. Do we want to talk him up? Yep. We can
0: oh, talk Oh, well, about...
3: we, we can do both. Yeah.
2: Do.
0: Give him a clip. One of those sandwiches. Clip,
3: yeah. Nah,
2: can... he's unbelievable. <laughs> I think there's something about coaching when you're still playing that, He's. I think he's the only coach I've ever had that's still been playing at a high level hmm. uh, while coaching. He understands the game is hard. For some reason, coaches I think forget. Like they might have <laughs> played, they might have played at the top level, whatever. Retired, start became a coach, and all of a sudden they just forget how hard the game is. <laughs> Hammer just doesn't have that. He's yeah, he's good. He knows. Um, he'll show me vision, and he's like, look, like perfect would be here, but you know I understand. You know, you've had a tackle, you've been hit, like you can't breathe. Yes. He's good enough. Yes. Sort of yeah.
3: What's give, give him a clip? Like yeah, what's the worst thing about? Oh yeah.
2: uh He used this, this yeah. is my ick with Hammer. <laughs> Great.
3: Perfect.
2: He had the best pregame, the best pre game like rev up story. Yes. Awesome. Bit of like Serena versus Venus Williams right. analogy. Oh, went went real
3: sort of awesome, right?
2: So good. Use it in our practice game against Frio. <laughs> <laughs> and Wasted
3: he hasn't it. returned to greatness. I
2: was like, I was like, if this is a practice round, one's going to be epic, hammer. Like, <laughs> and he's dropped the ball. Nah, dropped it.
3: So we had him on. Uh, he won the sand over. I'm sure he's let you know about that. <laughs> Uh, Probably wearing it to train. He wears it, yeah. (laughs) He he told us that – so you guys got pumped that week and I told you I wouldn't speak about that. But you you had a midfield meeting on the Monday, Sandover medal. He was – he was thinking about doing the midfield meeting in his tuxedo. How would that have been received from the girls if he rolled in there in a tuxedo? Love that.
2: I love it. That is so good. That's the best part about a footy club, right, is that kind of stuff. Yes. That would have been epic. I'm actually disappointed he didn't do that. Well,
3: maybe we can organise it for this week when the yeah. promo's on. true. Because he's yeah. going to have to be coming. He's going to be wearing it Monday If we night. had
2: one, I reckon he tuxedo. probably would have tuxedo done on. it. Tuxedo, yeah. tuxedo. Correct. Make yeah. him
3: bring the sand over in as well. Uh, last one, Tappy95. Uh, how does Emma like her eggs? Sincerely, the Eggman
2: I actually don't like eggs. There you go. Yeah, At I'm all. not as uh, under like, your head.
3: Have to eat eggs.
2: If I like, oh, if I'm being polite. Like I'd have like a fried egg or something, but yes. I wouldn't you don't choose. Have to be polite to, to the eggs. Like, eggs, no. Nah. Yeah, it's
3: more people. Like, oh when are we going to cook here today? Yeah, yeah.
2: people always go eggs. But no, yeah, I don't really like eggs.
0: All right, no. so uh, uh, but PSA: Don't cook Anna Swanson eggs. She yeah. doesn't want them. No one. If I have
2: to, like, I don't know, fried. No
3: one's ever said um soldiers. No one's oh, ever said, oh yeah, dippy egg, like, oh, yeah. like masto. Dippy it's a egg egg,
2: yeah.
3: dippy egg. Oh. Growing up, none yeah, of that. Nah. Uh, the last one I want to finish with is the very last question. Have I or have I not? And, and I will say, in my defense, I have not um, done this. This is on Stephen Bandy and the football club. You're hosting a pod, you are host, you host, hosted a hosting podcast, yeah. Inside Swoop.
2: Yeah, I did do
3: that for a year. You yeah. did that for a year, right? <clears throat> I, did a, I did a thing at West Coast this year on Wednesdays. It's called the Inside Swoop. Oh yeah, yeah. It's you called were. The Inside Sweep. They've blatantly stolen your podcast name. Yeah, I reckon you I were the did first say this. Good.
2: Can I you? said to Thumper the other day. Yes. I was like, We should have taken that name and it had an intro song in it. I haven't I haven't listened to the Inside Sweep now. I no, haven't I listened wouldn't. to you on Don't I bother. bother. Does it have an intro I have. don't even know. Okay. Because if it has the same intro song as what we had. Then we got issues. Emma, yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been awesome having you on, mate. Um, really appreciate the insights. Uh, been a big fan of yours from afar, but it's good to get to know you in here.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
3: Backchat double underscore is socials. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au is their email. You can find everything at backchatstudios.com.au. We've got merch over there. We've got some coming your way um, if you're okay with that, Emma. Awesome. Okay, yeah. great. Um, Big shout out to our patrons, Fleet Network. Thank you for carrying the podcast. Swimple, Whippersnapper Whiskey, Margaret River Roasting Co., Blue Bet, Shelter Brewing Co., Leadable Cameras, Mumba Digital. If that's not on the run sheet next week, I'm going to spew up. Uh, stick around for one more question <laughs> from Emma Ever, uh, Swanson. Thank you very much.